find out who you are and what you love to be. Be your authentic self and to stop pleasing people or don't start pleasing people because it's going to put you on the wrong track of your life of fulfilling your own purpose. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. This is where we will be discussing and exploring all things Ascension. Ascension journey, Ascension journey mapping, and understanding how we can deepen and increase our spiritual and healing journey, along with understanding concepts around the global consciousness awakening that's happening, quantum energy healing, personal growth and enlightenment, trauma healing, and so much more as we learn together from experts in the field. I'm your host, Adina Movana, and I appreciate you taking the time to join me today. Let's dive in. Welcome to Into the Light Podcast. I'm your host, Adina Movana. Today, we're talking to Demetria Bowie. Uh, Demetria is a successful entrepreneur who has overcome incredible odds to achieve her dreams. From being a high school dropout to living in a dysfunctional family in a group home, Demetria has seen it all. But with her determination and grit, she turned things around and now she shares her story in her new book, From Broken Woman to Businesswoman. This book provides 12 simple steps steps to help readers become successful entrepreneurs and achieve their goals. Demetria is proof that anyone can succeed with hard work and a positive mindset. I love that. Thank you, Demetria, for being here. How are you doing today? I am awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, this is great to have you. I love stories of inspiration. It sounds like you have like a wonderful journey and a lot of things to share with our listeners. So I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like um, this book is good for anyone, right? We, we want to talk about our journeys from our challenges to being the most successful versions of ourselves, right? Yes, most definitely. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit? I mean, I know we were we were talking a little bit before the show, a little bit about your background and kind of, you know, what brought you here? Maybe what, what do you like to talk to, to people about when they when they first meet you and want to hear about your story? Um, again, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored and so thankful to be on your show. Absolutely love it. Love what you're doing. A little bit about me. I am Demetria Bowie from Louisiana. Mm -hmm. I am 37 years old with one son. And my story is, it's a journey. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> <And> like it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's been a journey and I've come a long way to get to my thank you point of just being thankful for absolutely everything. It all started when I was 16 years old and I used to not be able to talk about it as much as I'm able to talk about it now. And that came from healing and different things like that. And so when I was 16, I was almost molested by a family member, by my aunt's oh. husband. And um, through my life, I've always felt like it was my fault because no one protected me. No one called the police. Everyone, you know, it was, you know, be quiet. It was the hush hush, you know, don't talk about it. Whatever goes on, you yeah. know, in this house stays in this house. And that did nothing for me. You know, I, it was hard 
for me to have relationships and not just romantic relationships, but just even friends or anything like that. And um, that came from, you know, just that childhood and it affected my adulthood. And and it, it really took a toll on my life of just even having a relationship with my own self. Yeah. It, it sounds like the, the common thing that I hear is like, you know, we, a lot of us have these crazy trauma experiences, especially in childhood. Right. And, oh, yeah. and it's like, you carry all that baggage and those issues. Oh, yeah. it, it's like, we have to, it's almost like a mandatory thing. I feel like in our lives is to kind <laughs> of have to confront these, you know, these trauma events. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah, you so you had you had and I know you mentioned also you you had like a a homeless situation. And, you know, how did you how did you really start to realize like you needed to take this healing journey and like overcome, you know, some of this stuff? When did you really realize that? Yeah. So my dad passed away when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and my sister, we walked into the hospital and we thought he was better, but actually um, he had passed away and the doctors, they didn't call, they didn't say anything. And we walked into the room and they threw the covers over his face. And I was like, oh yeah, he died this morning. And like, I just didn't know how to really just take that of just seeing him gone at that moment. And, you know, when I got I left, I ended up leaving home from Louisiana and I moved to Richmond when I was 18 years old. And um, it was through actually to better my life, but I didn't know that so much was going to take a turn of me living in Richmond at the age of 21. I became homeless and at the age of 22, I ended up just living in a group home. And it was kind of like, you know, again, there was that feeling nobody wanted me and, you know, what do I do in this moment? And I can remember walking into a Goodwill store and I had on clothes for days. I had clothes that had holes in them. I had no food. I remember losing over 45 pounds living in a house that was literally 19 degrees outside and there was no heat in this house. It was like an abandoned house. And someone told me that was like, oh, you can go live in here. And so basically in this house, but at that moment, I can remember being thankful for being in that house. And so much just took a turn. But in that Goodwill store, something happened. And this lady ended up buying me a notebook and a pen. And I remember saying to myself, I'm going to live or I'm going to die. Because I had so much that was held on in the inside of me that had built up. And I didn't know how to handle my life or which way to go because, you know, from all of this trauma from childhood, you know, being suicidal at the age of 13, feeling like no one loves you, feeling like you shouldn't have been born, you know? And I said, you know what, there must be something that I have to do with something. And so when that lady bought that notebook in that book for me by Joyce Meyer, I remember that I still have the book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Bought, yeah. yeah. She bought that for me. And I can remember going back to the car. I had a two door green Saturn. That's what it was. I could never remember what the car was. It was a two door <laughs> green Saturn. And I remember writing in that car just, and you know, because it was told don't say nothing, don't tell nobody. But I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, they didn't tell me don't write, write it. it. 
<laughs> I love that. So you, yeah, it was funny, but I was like, maybe I should write it since I can't speak it. And so started writing through my pain a lot, and I started writing my first book. So when I first started writing, it wasn't about money, branding, being on the front cover, or nothing. It was about, hey, if I don't get out what's holding on in the inside with me, like I'm not going to live. You can't live through all of this pain, this bitterness, and absolutely all of that. So that's where it started really. In my homeless season, I was writing and I was, you know, going through all of this in that season. Yeah, I hear I hear about like, especially, you know, it's journaling. It's like a great outlet. And I've, I've actually, I've heard <laughs> some stories about people creating books in their, from their journaling. And it's just like, mm-hmm. that's one of, that's one of the ways we really start to, yeah. you know, heal yeah. and and like you said release those traumas and start yeah. to reflect on what's happening internally so that's beautiful right. and you know in your book you say that there's you provide like so people who are you know starting off it says you provide the 12 simple steps for your readers so maybe it sounds like you've gone through all these steps and you've you've identified what to do so uh, can you tell us a little bit about like what these steps are and how they you know how they lead us to our best life <laughs> oh yes you know what? In this book, I talk about my divorce. I been married twice and I got married at a very young age at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And I got married again at the age of 32, but never experienced marriage. And a lot of people ask, you've been married twice, but you've never been in love. You never experienced marriage. And I say, no, I haven't. And so just going through just all of this stuff, you know, losing money, making money, you know, divorce, just all of this. And I was this religious person, this person who was didn't know herself, this person that didn't know anything about self-love, this person that didn't even know anything. And so after that divorce in 2020, it was final. And I was getting ready to get into another relationship. And I said, hold on. I began to really listen to myself and said, no. No more relationships. It's time for you to have a relationship with yourself. And so since 2020, it's been self-love. Self-love, I love that, yeah. Oh yeah, it's been self-love. And I didn't know what that looked like. And I I started to listen to my intuition, Mm. my intuition. And that was something that I never listened to. I always had it. And, you know, that intuition of what you feel. Don't do this. You know, don't trust this person. Don't do this. Don't go there. Don't, you know, don't get into this. (laughs) They're right there. It's not, you know, it's not for you or that's not your assignment to take on, you know. And, you know, learning to say no to this or, you know, or to do this. And so I started listening to that inner voice of mine, that inner self, that inner spirit. And it was the best thing ever. And I started to do things that made me happy. And it was like little things. It was like sitting on the couch and letting the fan blow and drinking my wine and just, you know, watching what I love to watch. And I began to work out every day and I ended up losing 42 pounds and I'm still on my journey. And all of those stress eating and all of that came from depression and stress. And, you know, and so I really began to just get to know me and who I am, what I really wanted in life. And I was crystal clear about what I wanted in life. And I was like, wow, I didn't know that I had a choice. (laughs) You know, it was 
it was so much that I was learning and I'm still on this journey of mine of self-love and just being crystal clear about what I want in life, you know, writing it down. Like, what do you right. want? What does that look like? You know, what does your... You know, what does everything look like? So, yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's it's like very yeah. empowering. <laughs> and I think so many yeah. of us, us can relate. Like me, I was also married very young at 18. Mm. Yeah. And, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And then I had a 14-year marriage as well and a d- divorce oh, wow. and two kids and a couple, you oh, know, wow. heartbreaks. But yeah, it, it, it it's like... Oh. Uh, yeah, heal, healing of our codependencies uh-huh. of our. Um, I've heard mm-hmm. you talk about like the generational trauma from the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the uh, parent, like the family situation, and also mm-hmm. you touched a little bit about uh, the fact that you were kind of religious. I, I'm assuming you know Christian, mm-hmm. and but but that that really wasn't mm-hmm. didn't seem like the most fulfilling time of your life spiritually, right? It sounds like you kind of did you take a left turn and 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 do some other spiritual healing as well around like your religious tradition or where do you, where do you, where do you fit with, with some of that stuff? Yeah. So basically, ooh, religious, it's, (laughs) it's exactly what it is. It was, for me, it was, I don't get too deep into it. I don't like to get too deep into the religious thing, but it was the person, I was bitter. I was Mm -hmm. mean to people. Religious come in different types of forms. But (laughs) just this, this, just this journey now of just my spiritual journey, more manifesting, more of guidance, more of, I do yoga. Yoga yoga is one of the biggest, most peaceful things. Again, working out every day. I am more of an energy person. I know a lot of people don't believe in people's energy, but it is real. Yeah. You pick up on somebody's energy so quickly. And I know that this came me taking a break to myself. I know the answer is, you know, so many dating relationship coaches are out there, you know, they go out on dates, get into a relationship, you know. And so basically for me, that wasn't the answer. It was take a break. Right. And, you know, everything that I desire, I write down. And with affirmations, yeah, affirmations every single day is I see it before I have it. I see it before I have it. I speak those things that are not as though they already are. So everything that I desire, whether it's peace, love, joy, whatever it was, I spoke it. Even, you know, like in my book, I talk about, you know, what do you do when you don't have, when when you're speaking and you're writing down the things and you don't see it, you know, what do you do when you're not seeing what you speaking or you're not seeing what you have written down? Yeah, you get and discouraged. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So every single day I tell myself I am beautiful and I speak in past tense or I speak in the right now of, you know, I am beautiful. I am healthy. I am well. And so it's, it was about changing my mindset and how I see myself and taking my own path, my own journey, you know, not what somebody else wanted me to do, because at the end of the day, it's about what do you want? You matter. You know, in life, we've been told that, oh, you know, it's not about you or, you know, you come last or and I've come. It is about you. You do matter what you want in life do matter. And what you speak in life do matter. Your words matter. Your thoughts, what you're thinking every single day matters. Right. Yeah. It's like. So you're unlocking all of these 
powerful keys for like manifestation, right? I mean, oh, I think, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And it, and what I like about it is also, you know, it doesn't matter kind of like what religious or cultural tradition mm-hmm. you come from. So it sounds like, you know, these things can, you know, work for, for anyone at any time, right? And so, yeah. And so are there anything additional about these like 12 steps? I mean, I, you know, you mentioned like journaling and visualization and uh, affirmation. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that's, uh, that's really powerful that you think people need to hear about those 12 steps? Yeah. So I have the book right here. And (laughs) chapter two, Yeah, um, I talk about stop comparing your journey to others. Oh, I like that. And I feel that's one of the most biggest things that a lot of us have done, especially on social media now, Mm. is comparing your journey to somebody else. Because as, as long as you are comparing your journey, to somebody else's, you can't walk in your own. You can't walk in your own calling when you are constantly comparing, you know, your love life. You are constantly comparing your success. You are constantly comparing your home or your car or, you know, somebody else's joy. And you just comparing your life or you want, you know, to be somebody else's shoes. And, you know, you feel that somebody is more ahead than more ahead in life than you are. And you have to stop comparing yourself because as long as you are comparing yourself, you cannot fulfill anything that you are called to do, that you are called to be because you, you know, you're not walking in that authenticity of yourself. Yeah. You have like, um, maybe jealousy or ego problems. I mean, I know we talk a lot about like limiting our ego in order to really, Mm -hmm. and the ego, it lives in this fear and this programming, like you're mentioning, you know, like it wants, Mm -hmm. it's almost like it wants to hold you down, hold you into those, those lower vibes. Right. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And I come to realize, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 38. Mm. And so I'm just getting to realize and if I look back through my life and I talk about it in my book that I was actually it was me that was holding myself back from everything that I wanted. It was my belief. It wasn't nobody else that didn't believe in me. It wasn't what mama did. It wasn't what daddy did. It wasn't what the man who tried to molest me did. It was like, I have to come to a point to forgive. Yeah. Forgive and mostly forgive myself. Mostly forgive myself on this journey and not look back, but press forward. And to be thankful for everything. And so when I wake up in the morning and I go outside, I say, I'm thankful for the pain that I experienced. Thankful for everything that I had to go through in life. I'm thankful for the phone call that I didn't receive. I'm thankful for the phone call that I did get. Thankful (laughs) for the man who tried to molest me. Thankful for, you know, just all of that. And so that was hard to do it for. I was like, wow, why am I being thankful and showing gratitude for everything? But that's when your whole life just really changes and you begin to see those things that you have spoken, those things that you have written down. And it's okay that if you don't see it right away, but keep speaking it, keep your mind on it. You're going to see it come to pass. And I also share keeping those things to yourself. You can't share everything with everybody. And a lot of people say, why am I not seeing the manifestation? Because, you know, sometimes it could be that you're sharing it too much. You don't want to get discouraged. You do not want to limit your belief and you don't want to limit your faith. So keep some things to yourself between you and God, whatever you believe in, keep it between you 
and your God, whatever, you know, and to definitely to show love. And I'm telling you, you're going to see a lot of things come to pass because I had two things on my list that I wanted to see come to pass. And at first I was so worried about it. I was so anxious about it. Uh-huh. I said, no, just sit back, relax. It's already yours. <laughs> it's yours. And it was just two, two little things that I wanted. I was like, oh, you know, in my business, I was like, oh, it, it was simple. But it was what I wanted. It was what I needed. And I sat back and I relaxed. And next thing you know, it was there. It was like, boom. I was oh. like, oh, man, now I see it. Now <laughs> I see it. And I was like, oh, and it gave me a belief. I didn't post it on social media. I didn't call nobody and tell them. It was me. It was me. I was praying about it. I was speaking it. I was doing affirmations about it. It was me and it came to pass. So now this gives me higher faith and it gives me more belief to believe in bigger things, to think bigger, to think outside the box and to stop limiting myself because you are great. You are awesome. You have called, you have been called to greatness. So yeah. I love, I love that. Yeah. It's like, um, you, you have a great, like, it's like an explanation for why, you know, religions teach this and religions, but we don't really follow it. Right. But, but when you really cultivate like true faith or, you know, and, and even, even things like keeping it, keeping your prayers to God, to yourself. So that other, you know, oh, so yeah. you don't, you don't get other people's like negative energy when they hear oh, it. Yes. Oh my God. That's, that's a big, that's yeah, a big that's thing. It. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, and then also the forgiveness, I, I like that caught my ear when you were like having to be grateful for, you know, even the person who attempted rape or whatever, you know, like people have these mm-hmm. horrible stories and sometimes it feels really impossible to get to that point where you're like, grateful to the perpetrator, you know, like it's very like it can twist your mind where you don't want to go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of resistance <laughs> for that, but this is great. Yeah. Cause I, it's like, you know, I can, I can definitely relate to a lot of these uh, examples you've given. So, so thank yeah. you for that. And I, I know we talked a lot about the, you know, the role of gratitude. It sounds like living in abundance and also, you know, unconditional love. Like it sounds like you're just able to, do you, do you feel like that's really what's able to now attract like you're you're almost like creating miracles in your life when you're attracting you know this thing in your business is it it, it, you know is that is that what's being activated here is like the secret as I look back over my life so much has changed and love is definitely there because again I used to be that person that as I look now I'm like it's so much love in my heart and it was love then, but I don't think that people was getting love from me. They was getting control for me. They was getting probably man- manipulation from me, you know, of, oh, come to my church or do this and do that. If you don't do this or you're this, if you don't listen to, if you listen to this music or, you know, sticking my nose up at people. So now it's kind of like I can hug whoever and I can sit and have a conversation you know, with people and can definitely love them rather than control people. And I give my story. I give my story to not control people, but I give my story to share my journey, just hoping that, you know, uh, my story could change your life and for you to not feel that you are alone on your journey because I may 
have went through something that you may have went through and to let you know, you know what, you're not alone and that you can find forgiveness in your heart because there are some people that's in their 60s and 70s and 80s that have never forgiven um, a family member or have never forgiven somebody who have done something to them. And a lot of people carry all of this hurt in their heart to their grave. Some yeah. people are like, you know what? This is it. I- I'm carrying this to my grave. I'm not forgiving you. It was too hurtful what you did. I can't get over it. Some people that I know personally is 40 years and they're still holding on to what somebody did. Like they can't even look at a picture of the person or they can't look at this. And, you know, and the thing about it is, is that you are only holding yourself back for what the world, for what God, what the universe have for you. You are only holding your own self back. There are so much greatness that's out there in the world for you. Everything that you want is there. (laughs) You can have it, but you are only holding your own self back. And why you see a lot of millionaires and billionaires commit suicide, they never dealt with the past, that childhood trauma. Yeah. They were talented successful money money you can go anywhere you want what we wish for we just want to go you know i was go anywhere you want do anything you want can buy any house you want people can do whatever they want for you but they're not happy not happy not feel with joy never dealt with anything from their childhood never dealt with forgiving someone and so many people commit suicide yeah because it no longer serves them yeah, it's really, it's really sad. Like it's, it, that. that's why I was like, it's in the beginning is like, oh, this is, this is like a mandatory process or else you're just hurting mm-hmm. yourself in the long run, mm-hmm. unless, unless we heal these things. And, you know, that's definitely a common theme I, I see in my work. And, you know, you know, I talk a little bit about it also on these shows, but yeah, I wanted to see, so it's, if you also work with people, right? Well, I don't know if you do like one-on-one work. I, I know you have like an exciting uh, entrepreneur summit. So you're also helping people create their ideal businesses and launch their, you know, their entrepreneur work and projects. Is that right? Are you, cause I, I saw you have a, the, uh, what is it? The refuse to lose entrepreneur yes. summit. It's your sixth annual this year. Is yes. that right? <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I'm so excited. This is my sixth annual. We are hosting it in Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's in California. I love that. Um, yeah. yeah. It's in Hollywood. It's my sixth annual Refuse to Lose Entrepreneur Wellness Summit. So this is about getting well. Okay. And this is about you. You know, this is about uh, taking care of our bodies, taking care of our skin, taking care of us. And as entrepreneurs, I don't think that a lot of time we talk about the trauma part of becoming an entrepreneur, of the things that you go through. You know, many people want to just quit their nine to five and become a full-time entrepreneur. I want to quit my nine to five, I want to be, but they don't know the other side that's there. And some people get in it and they see the other side, you know, on the entrepreneur side, like, okay, this is not for me. I'm going back to collecting my nine to five. And you know what? And that's okay. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times this, the journey can be a lonely journey, but that's okay. It's not a bad thing. You know, when you get to a certain point, you will see like, okay, it's not a bad thing, but it, it is a lonely journey. It can be a lonely journey. So with the Wellness Summit, we have a yoga instructor, private yoga instructor that's coming out. Yeah, to show us yoga, Pilates, just different things, ways to release stress, you know, following your own path, learning 
Um, again, as we talk about the intuition and, you know, manifesting because it's real. And, um, you know, the words that you speak out of your mouth is powerful. Your tongue is a powerful tool and just all of that. And we had our VIP day on that Friday. So I'm super excited to have champagne and fruit to serve to my VIP guests. And we have some uh, sponsors and just different things like that. So speakers that are coming out. I'm on both days. Just super excited about that. Get them out, DJ, you know, get them up to dancing and just, (laughs) I love music, love dancing and just different things like that. So I love it. Yeah. You make, you keep it fun and, and, you know, make sure everyone's having, (laughs) having a good time. I think that that's, yeah, yeah, because we want to be on those like higher, higher frequencies, right. When we're doing our our manifesting work. So I love that. Okay. That's great. And so that's in September. So I know you guys are, you're, you're planning it. Do you also work with people like on a, in a coaching capacity, like one-on-one or what do you do in that area? Yeah. Yeah. So I work with women who have been divorced, life after divorce. Um, I do one-on-one mentorship. Um, In the future, I may do group coaching, but not this year, not right now. (laughs) Yeah. You've done done it in the past. You had some group coaching. Um, Yeah, I did some group, but I did some writing, writing through your pain. So Mm -hmm. next year I may do some group coaching of called writing through your pain again. That's what I did in my in my homeless season, you know, so I might do that in the future. But yeah, I do take one on one. I don't take a lot because I don't want to be overwhelmed because when you are mentoring people, it takes a lot out of you also. And you have yeah. to recuperate yourself and, you know, get that stuff off of you. <laughs> but I don't take I don't take a lot of client right now. So yeah, I do do that for uh, women who have been divorced, who dealt with trauma. It's kind of different from coaching. Does not really go deep into like your past and right. all the things been through and how to overcome it. And, you know, all of the steps and the homework to give you. And so mentorship, I definitely take it as like you're going deep, you know, right. into helping somebody um, to overcome these issues. And it doesn't happen overnight. Right. It it's takes not. like our healing journeys. I mean, I see, oh, yeah. what do we call that? It's like, oh, yeah. you know, you start, you start with the book, you start with this. And then it's like a year or two later, you're like, yeah, you're like yeah. You're thro- I, thrown around the ocean. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, what? again, I'm still still on this journey. So yeah, enjoying the process and trusting the process. So both, not just trusting it, but also enjoying it. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, let, so, so this is great. So let's say, you know, hopefully our listeners, they start to hear this, you know, they want to go out and get your book. You know, what do you, what do you best recommend as far as someone who's, who's really resonating and they're like, yeah, I, I feel like this, this is sounds like what I need to be doing. What, what is your first thing that you tell them to go, to go do? So basically, so I, I do. And so with one, chapter one was definitely, I came up with this one and I want to just show it to you. Hold on. Just, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no worries. So basically, number one is I tell people to acknowledge what you have been through. Mm-hmm. Acknowledging what you have been through in your life. Because most people, what they have been through, what they I'm have sweep, dealt with. Sweep it under the rug. <laughs> Oh yeah, sweep it on the road. They put it on the chest. Because I was like that too at first when I got into college and I was like, I'm going to Harvard. I met this guy that had money. I was like, oh yeah, listen, I'm not going back home. I'm going to just have this great life. And, you know, the school, that's 
it's going to be on my resume, you know, Harvard, you know, law, like, you know, listen, I don't have to deal with my past. Yeah. Because I have, you know, this guy that has money, big house, you know. And so my life took a turn when I had a car accident. I talk about that in the book, too. Oh, okay, Yeah. So thankful that it really did, because I wouldn't be in I wouldn't be where I am today. Yeah. It's like we have these catastrophic events and then yeah it's like derailing your life and then you have to confront mm -hmm. the the healing process right yeah because I was in physical therapy for so long and some days I'm still going back to physical therapy for my back and this car accident happened in 2010 Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to talk about it and so in physical therapy I was just like you know what I, I look at someone sent me an email not too long ago. And she said that you helped me through my divorce. She said I was on the verge Mm -hmm. of committing suicide. And I had idea. I had no idea. And she said that I listened to one of your podcasts and it helped me to get over what I was going through. And I was just like, wow, I don't know how to take that. And it's just like people and I come to realize people are actually watching you and they are listening. And I had no idea like people are really watching and listening to you. And I'm like, you know, they don't say anything. So I don't know. But in actuality, like they are actually watching and listening. And I was just like, wow, they know how to take that. And um, yesterday, this guy, he he told me that he remembered an article that I wrote in 2019. I was published in a newspaper about (laughs) my story. And he said, man, he sounds so touched. And he was remembering it from word to word to word. And I said, why you never said anything? He he never said anything. But that comes to just show you that people are actually watching you and they are listening to you. And again, the first thing I would just tell somebody, Acknowledge what you have been through. Sit down by yourself. It doesn't have to be. Um, a lot of people do ask me that I go to counseling. I talk to someone maybe like once a month, but as like full counseling, I did not do that. Um, I felt like I said, this is my journey. I got to deal with this. I looked yeah. in the mirror. Look and I within. Said, yeah, we're going to deal with this. Now I do talk to someone, you know, about once a month, not long. We don't do hours, about 10 or 15 minutes. Oh, wow. I like that. Yeah. And I talked to someone about once a month, once a month, maybe twice, but once a month. But I looked in the mirror and I said, I got to deal with this because I did go one time. I did go wait. I did go to counseling twice and in person. But mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I don't want to do this every day. And that's when I looked in the mirror and I was like, you know what? I got to deal with this. Yeah. Dimitri, I wrote a letter to one last thing. I wrote a letter to my younger self. Oh, yeah, I heard that. Five-year-old girl. I did. And I did a blog on it, and I had a picture of the younger version and then the older version. And I wrote a letter to her, and I told her that this wasn't your fault. This wasn't your fault. And and I talked to her, and I let her go because Mm -hmm. the old you have to die in order for the new you to be reborn. Yeah. That's beautiful. Rebirth, rebirth of yourself. <laughs> and you look within. I, I love that. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. So because you're you're changing lives. I mean, this is this is so wonderful. I'm I'm really excited to, you know, hear your story and spread the word. I mean, you're impacting so many people. So thank you so much for for this amazing work you do and the book and the events and the coaching. And it's it's great. You're you got a whole empire going and you are you're, you're the entrepreneur. We 
all want to be. So I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. So where can people, uh, you know, any of our listeners, I know you have some social media, you got books, bag. I mean, I see a lot of things on you when I Google your name. So where's the best oh, way that people, <laughs> where's the best way that people can come and find you or, or, or follow you or, or, you know, keep, keep on the journey with you if they're interested. Yeah. So I am on Instagram. Okay. At Demetria for real, F-O-R, uh-huh. Demetria for real on Instagram. I'm on Facebook at Demetria Bowie. Okay. So find me, you know, at those two places. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And I will have the link for any of our listeners who are, you know, tuning in today. And I have all of my podcast information. It's up on my website at adinamovana.com. And uh, yeah, this is great, Demetria. Any last thoughts for any of our listeners before we wrap here? Is there anything you'd like to, you know, leave for anyone who's really excited to, to be hearing about this? Yeah. So my last words would be is to definitely um, be your authentic self and find out he or she is. And that's you. Find out who you are. And I found out after all these years, I am this goofy romance writer. I was afraid to be this romance writer because I felt like so many people was going to judge me, you know, in the, you know, from the past. Yeah, you know, limit oh, limit you. <laughs> you know, of writing, you know, what I wanted to write. And I can't say, you know what, well, this is what I love to do. And this is what I'm going to do. So my advice is to find out who you are and what you love to be. Be your authentic self and to stop pleasing people or don't start pleasing people because it's going to put you on the wrong track of your life of fulfilling your own purpose. So amazing Those are my last words. Life, life per- fulfill our life purpose that's what we all yes. want our soul yes. our so- soul's <laughs> calling what yeah there's so many so many words yes. for it and you you summarized it yes. so beautifully Demetria thank you so much I'm excited yeah I'm so excited this is a great you know episode we have for you and uh, our audience so um yeah I'm thank you so much and we will have everything linked in our podcast episode for all of our listeners and we hope to have you back on another episode maybe after that would be great okay thank you so much Demetra and uh, this is Into the Light with Adina Movana and uh, thank you so much have a great day Thank you so much for joining us on this episode today. Please share your biggest takeaway with me via our community. For new listeners, thank you for tuning in. I invite anyone to explore the resources, links, and show notes available on my website, www.adinamovana.com. If a topic or discussion piqued your curiosity or interest today during the show, you can easily find it there at the website. And if you have any specific topics you would like me to cover, feel free to email me at em at adinamovana.com. Thank you again for joining me today, and I look forward to connecting with you again next week on Into the Light.